Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Mayor sees for the city over the next four years. At the Wilson Building, I'm John Doman. A Fairfax double murder conviction thrown out because of juror misconduct. I'm Dick Iuliano. And we continue to follow the close elections at 12 midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Hurricane Nicole is forecast to make landfall in Florida overnight. WKMG-TV reporter Molly Reed is in Daytona Beach. The main concern here all along were the properties on the coast in Volusia County. And about a dozen of them here in Daytona Beach shores were deemed so unsafe that the sheriff's office and police went door to door to get residents out as quickly as possible. Their fear is that the buildings will collapse. Their seawalls were swept away during Hurricane Ian. And now already the erosion has brought the dunes within just a few feet of the edge of the building. What actually happened in the midterm elections? CBS's Natalie Brand has an update. CBS News projects control of the House leans Republican. GOP House leader Kevin McCarthy formally announced his bid for speaker. We will be in the majority and Nancy Pelosi will be in the minority. In the Senate, CBS News estimates the Arizona race as leaning Democratic and the Nevada race as a toss-up. The Georgia Senate race is heading to a runoff on December 6th. That race pits Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock against Republican Herschel Walker. Facebook parent company Meta is laying off 11,000 people. That's about 13% of its workforce. This comes a week after widespread layoffs at Twitter. CNET editor-at-large Ian Schur. Facebook parent Meta's struggles are not happening in a vacuum. All sorts of Silicon Valley giants, ranging from Apple to Google Parent Alphabet and Microsoft, and even smaller companies like Stripe, have all been going through rounds of layoffs or hiring freezes in response to the souring economy. Two deputies in Columbia County, Florida, have been disciplined after an investigation into the arrest of a legally blind man. As a result of these findings, Sergeant Harrison will be demoted immediately, suspended without pay for seven days, and will not be eligible for any favorable action for two years. Deputy Goody will be suspended without pay for two days. Sheriff Mark Hunter says the two deputies will also be required to undergo remedial training on civil rights. A 23-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of setting seven buildings on fire in Jackson, Mississippi. Janice Neal Vincent lives in Jackson. Just spellbound that such an unjustifiable act has occurred here in the city of Jackson. The bird buildings included two churches. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says it will conduct a study to determine whether veterans once stationed at a now-shuttered Fort Ord in California were exposed to toxic chemicals in the drinking water. This is CBS News. It's here this weekend. Diamonds Direct's biggest and final store-wide sale of the year. Three days of extra savings. Friday through Sunday. Your final chance before the holidays to save an extra 20% on virtually everything. Rings, earrings, pendants, bands, colored gemstones. And the selection is double with entire designer lines flown in only for this event. This is the best pre-holiday shopping opportunity. The biggest sale all year. Special financing too. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. It's this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Only at Diamonds Direct. Your our passion. WTLP at 1203. Thursday morning, November 10th, 2022. Cloudy, chilly this overnight early morning. Might see some patchy fog by daybreak on your Thursday. Low in the 40s before we're done. We're at 48 in our nation's capital now. Good morning to you. 
Indeed, Lane. We thank you for taking us along through your midnight Thursday morning ride. Top of the stories we're following for you this morning, what appears to be a preemptive strike from the Washington commanders has come in hours before D.C.'s attorney general is actually expected to make a major announcement concerning the team later this Thursday afternoon. It's been no secret that the D.C. attorney general, Carl Racine's office, has been investigating the team as of late regarding allegations of workplace misconduct, sexual harassment, and shady ticket practices. And word of a major announcement has many believing the city is set to take legal action against the team. Once word of the announcement was made, the team released a statement blasting Racine, claiming he's more interested in making splashy headlines based on offbeat legal theories rather than doing the hard work of making the streets safer for citizens. The statement saying this includes bringing to justice the person who shot player Brian Robinson. The team says it also fully cooperated with the AG's office for nearly a year during its investigation. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. But late last night, Wednesday, the commander's team president came out with a much softer statement being reported by multiple news outlets this morning. Jason Wright says he spoke with D.C. Police Chief Robert Cotty, and the team supports the department's work along with elected officials and safety leaders. He says the earlier statement reflects the team lawyer's ongoing frustration with the attorney general's office. He says the lawyer's frustrations should have been separate from the reference to the shooting of the rookie player. The D.C. attorney general's office tells WTOP this morning it has no additional comment on any of this. WTOP at 12.05. Election 2022 on WTOP continues this week. This Thursday morning, Maryland's Governor-elect Wes Moore is now pledged to get to work after his historic win this week on Tuesday. So will that have an impact in the end on how laws are made in the state? During his victory speech, Democrat, now Maryland Governor-elect Wes Moore told the crowd, Here is what the Moore-Miller administration is going to do. Then he ticked off goals on crime, public safety, and education. But how will he work with lawmakers in Annapolis? Democrats dominate in Maryland's General Assembly. And Senate President Bill Ferguson said there was some collaboration with Republican Governor Larry Hogan, but... I think the difference with a new, uh, more elect administration uh, is that there will be a lot more collaboration on the front end. Making for Ferguson hopes a more streamlined process to tackling issues that concern Marylanders. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Her biggest competition came months ago in the primary election, but now that a third term is official this morning, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is looking ahead as well to the next four years, and she says she wants your input on what she's doing. Don't expect much change in D.C. as the city's mayor, Muriel Bowser, prepares for third term. We're going to build on our big successes, uh, recognizing that we still have challenges. In a Victory Lab News conference, Bowser laid out in broad strokes what those challenges are. We're focused on ending gun violence that is destroying families and upending communities. But we're also focused on reimagining our downtown our, in our corridors, investing in our middle class and getting young people back on track. Lots of questions were focused on youth crime. If I see a teenager who has been shot, it's more than likely it's a teenager who did it. At the Wilson Building, John Dome in WTOP News. Another news Thursday morning here on WTOP for you. Locally, a Fairfax judge has thrown out the double murder conviction of Megan Hargan, the woman found guilty earlier this year, you'll remember, of killing her mother. And sister. Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney Steve Descano says he's disappointed and will prepare for a new trial against Megan Hargan. Hargan was tried last March for the 2017 shooting deaths of her mother and sister. 
She was accused of staging the crime scene to make it look like her younger sister had shot her mother and then herself. News 4 reports the conviction was vacated when the court learned that a juror had told a defense team investigator she used a rifle at home to research the case and shared her findings with other jurors. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Caring for atrial fibrillation requires a team of medical specialists working in rhythm to create the best treatment plan for your unique risk factors. At ANOVA, our integrated AFib team works together to provide personalized care that is proven to achieve the best results. We work in sync to make sure your heart beats in regular rhythm. Schedule your AFib consult today at ANOVA.org slash heartbeat. Oh, Thursday morning, November 10th. Welcome into the Midnight Hour here at WTOP. Glad you're with us. You're with WTOP, Dean Lane. Where the time now was 12.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. We'll start you off on the Beltway in Maryland on the Outer Loop. As you head north of 450 Annapolis Road and continue toward the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, Two lanes to the left get you by the work center. It occasionally causes a slow exit from the northbound parkway to join the outer loop there because there's literally no merge area there, very short merge. And, again, uh, just remember to do that carefully. Beyond that, you're in pretty good shape headed through College Park and then continuing west through Silver Spring into Bethesda. But then the work starts after River Road near the exit for Carter Rock, extends across the Legion Bridge all the way through Georgetown Pike. Single file left get you by the work zone. Keep in mind the exits. The GW Parkway and Georgetown Pike are open, but the on-ramp from or off-ramp from the GW Parkway north to go to the outer loop of the Beltway, that ramp blocked again tonight. So you essentially uh, ride that ramp to Georgetown Pike, cross over the bridge, back down to join the outer loop of the Beltway beyond the work zone. Inner loop approaching I-66, got the work zone set up. Two lanes to the left get you by, and don't forget the exits to both eastbound and westbound 66 are closed. You're diverted to Route 7 to work your way back. Visit FitzMall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald is hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. A Fitzway used car is best. Visit FitzMall.com today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Starting off this Thursday with temperatures in the 40s, it's a mild day for early November as we warm to around 70. Skies cloud up as a storm system, too, in fact, approach the area, the remnants of Nicole, and another system that's bringing... Blizzard conditions to parts of the northern plains today. They converge over our area, bringing us rain showers on Friday. Some heavy rain is likely at times as rain comes to an end very early Saturday morning. We'll have breezy to windy conditions throughout the weekend and highs only in the 40s on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 37 this morning in Manassas, 50 Metro Center, 37 in Frederick, Maryland. We're at 48 and holding in our nation's capital. This midnight hour, Thursday morning, November 10th, 2022. Glad you're with us this early morning. Welcome in to WTOP. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The latest on the war between Ukraine and Russia coming up on WTOP. That's next. Stay with us. Remodeling for how you live today. Here are clients of Sun Design sharing how thoughtful design build solutions have better connected their family and friends. Sun Design took things that we liked, which may have had different elements like lamb, and then there was modern, and there was mid century, and sort of translated all of that into 
this beautiful design that really suited what we were actually looking for, but we, we didn't know how to communicate that. We really felt like Christine and Julia really just understood us, but also understood that this was not just some kind of plan, but this is a this is something that we wanted to carry on that our kids would grow up looking at and that hopefully we would look at in 10 years from now not think, why did I do that? Join Sun Design at their virtual remodeled home tour event on November 10th. Learn how your neighbors are modifying their homes for a better quality of life. Register at sundesigninc.com. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. This is WTOP News. WTOP News Time, twelve twelve. Good morning. Now to Ukraine this morning. And a major announcement this week. Russia's military says it is apparently pulling out of the occupied Ukrainian city of Kherson. Signaling yet another key defeat for Russia in its war against Ukraine. But is it really happening or not? WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green this morning with more for us. Russia's Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu went on TV to make the announcement. But there's one key thing missing. We're certainly aware of the announcement. Um, we're not aware, however, of any significant withdrawals yet by the Russians from Kherson. Pentagon Press Secretary General Pat Ryder. So is this a significant development? It's still too early to tell uh, whether or not the Russians are actually withdrawing from the region as they've stated they're going to. So what does Ukraine have to say about this? Ukrainian presidential advisor Mikhailo Podolak said although the military leadership of the Russian Federation announced the withdrawal of troops from temporarily occupied Kherson, there is no reason to believe this information. And they too say they've seen no movement of Russian troops out of Kherson. But JJ, this begs the question, if this is indeed true and the Russians are pulling back, why is this such a big development? Because this, for two reasons. First, this was the first major city to fall to Russia after the start of the invasion on February 24th. That's one thing. Secondly, Kherson is important strategically. It's a critical Black Sea port and gateway to Crimea. It's a major part of this land bridge that Russia's been trying to build to Ukraine. So the withdrawal of this Russian troop force from that city would be a significant defeat and it would also be a major international embarrassment. With the latest of the war between Ukraine and Russia, that's WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green in a discussion with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. We've been together for 30 years. 35. 35 years together and never an argument. Oh, we fight a lot. That we couldn't settle. But we finally agreed on cannabis, of all things. Our friends had had a good experience with it, so we decided to give it a shot. And we both agreed we didn't want to go sit in some doctor's office with a bunch of masked strangers waiting for a medical cannabis card. We did. Oh, thank God. So we went to VeryHill.com and qualified online for our medical cannabis cards in just a few minutes. The simple payment plan made it very manageable. Yeah, woman gets what she wants. I'm a force of nature. Join the millions of people who've qualified online for a medical cannabis card with Veraheal. One low fee covers the cost of consultation and the card. And if you don't qualify, your fee is refunded 100%. Get started today with easy financing. Visit Veraheal now. That's V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L. Veraheal.com. 
with Dean Lane on WTOP. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. The Thursday morning never returns. Welcome in. Indeed, sports time at 12.15. Our first midnight hit this morning with Mr. Rob Woodford. The Capitals have lost four of their last five after suffering a 4-1 home loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins in a physical game typical of the rivalry, says Coach Peter Laviolette. It was tight both ways. It was, I think, any time you play Pittsburgh, it's kind of a game that's just dragged through the mud a little bit mm-hmm. there's not a lot of room it's not pretty it's not flashy and so we had looks we had opportunities uh, finally got one in the third but probably too little too late off the stick of marcus johansson his fourth of the season darcy kemper had 24 saves but gave up three goals in the second period local college basketball howard gets its first win of the season 87 74 over udc american lost their season opener at marist in a tightly contested game and james Madison Madison routed Hampton 106-58 to improve to 2-0. The Washington Commanders returned to their preparations for the big Monday night showdown in Philadelphia. Literally no one outside of the Burgundy Gold locker room thinks they can hand the Eagles their first loss of the season, but Kendall Fuller is part of that locker room. I mean, I think we just trust in, in the guys that we have. Uh, we trust in the talent that we have. We trust in what we're doing, and ultimately you go into every game thinking that you can dominate and that you can win, and you just gotta, gotta, you just have to go out there and show it on, on Monday. We laid out the blueprint for Washington to pull off the upset victory in this week's D.C. Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Rob, as always. 1217 on WTOP. Like the top stories we're following for you. President Biden says the election results this week show most Americans support his agenda. The House may stay in Democratic control, and he intends to run again in 2024. Some local races remain up in the air still this Thursday morning, including a congressional contest in Maryland. We recently learned that Calvin Ball will serve another term as Howard County Executive, and the projected D.C. at-large council winners are Kenyon McDuffie and Anita Bonds. After pounding the Bahamas, switching gears this morning as a tropical storm, Nicole is now this morning officially a hurricane, headed, we're told, at last check towards Florida's Atlantic coast. It could make landfall soon. Our region is in for rain and wind on Friday tomorrow. Stay with the weather alert station, WTOP, of course, for the very latest, 103.5 FM, WTOP.com, and, of course, on the WTOP app. We'll have more of these developing stories in just minutes on WTOP, where the time now is 12.18. Traffic and weather on the 8th. First over to Rich Hunter this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, traveling on the Beltway from Maryland into Virginia on the Outer Loop as you head south of the River Road, passing the exit for Carterock across the Legion Bridge up to Georgetown Pike. Single left lane gets you through the work zone. Again, the exits to both. The GW Parkway and Georgetown Pike do remain open despite the work zone. Uh, beyond that, better headed down toward 66, although they, it looks like they may have blocked the exit uh, from the outer loop to go west on 66 as part of the work zone. And also, they do have the express lanes closed on the outer loop between the entrance just uh, south of Georgetown Pike. Uh, continuing through at least Route 7. Beyond that point, you should be able to get into the express lanes from Route 7. But again, just be careful as a result of that closure. Inner loop of the Beltway, much shorter work zone tonight between Arlington Boulevard and I-66. Two lanes to the left get you by. And keep in mind the exits to both eastbound and westbound 66 blocked once again as part of that work. And then on westbound 66, as you head west of Route 7 toward the Beltway, single left lane gets you by the work zone. For now, it does appear that the ramp to the Outer Loop is open. That's the Outer Loop and Outer Loop Express Lanes. Uh, but again, just be aware, uh, they may shut that ramp down as well. 
66 westbound as you approach and pass Nutley Street. You're down to a single lane through the work there, so heads up for a brief slowdown there from time to time. Over in Maryland, 270 southbound, approaching 85 Bucky's Town Pike. Single left lane gets you by the work zone. Ramp from 85 to go south on 270, also blocked there. And if you're traveling on the Bay Bridge or headed toward the Bay Bridge, uh, the westbound spans blocked for overnight maintenance. Eastbound's carrying two-way traffic, one lane for each direction of travel. Delays have been brief so far. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. A quiet and mild weather day today as clouds increase with highs around 70. Tomorrow, the remnants of Nicole and another storm system converge over the area, bringing us a rainy Friday. In fact, one to three inches of rain with some pockets of moderate to heavy rain looking likely at times throughout the day. Winds pick up later Friday with highs around 70 on Saturday. Temperatures in the 60s still blustery out there. Sunday, the coldest air of the season trickles in with temperatures mainly in the 40s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. 39 in Upper Marlboro this morning. 41 Centerville, back up to 50 in D.C. 37 Fredericksburg, 50 Hyattsville, 51 this morning in Easton, Maryland. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. This is WTOP News. Right, the time now is 1220. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. It's going to cost you this year. Many Americans are getting ready for the holiday turkey and the get-togethers. It's going to be expensive, we're told. Now, we take you this morning here at WTLP to an Indiana turkey farm where inflation is not the only reason for those higher prices. These are the last of more than 6,000 turkeys Kyle Becker raised on his rural Indiana farm this year. So these are broad-breasted white. Even though he's now charging more for these pasture-raised birds, his earnings will be half of last year. What are you facing in raising turkeys? Feed is up, labor's up, processing. Um, even the boxes that we put the turkeys in um, have increased in price. Turkey prices are flying high. The average price of a whole frozen bird is $2.45 a pound, 70 cents higher per pound than in 2021. WTLP News Time, 1221. Election 2022 continues on WTLP this morning after. Tuesday's voting, it is still not clear this morning which party will control the House and Senate in the end come January. Democrats did better than expected, but so many races are still undecided this hour. This morning, CBS Capitol Hill correspondent Scott McFarland, a reaction from Republicans this week to what's shaping up to be a somewhat disappointing result for them. We spent weeks talking to our sources about what was to happen. Nobody predicted we'd wake up without having a sense of who'd controlled the U.S. House. That is, to put it mildly, surprising, if not shocking, to folks who cover Congress, who work for Congress, or who serve in Congress. But that's where we are. And really, the early indicator came here in our backyard in the Virginia 7th District when Abigail Spamberger, for the third time, won a tough race, a contentious race in which she may not have been favored. She did it again and sent this siren call across the country that Democrats are persevering in races in which some of them may have been cast off. The Georgia Senate race is headed to a runoff. What about the other undecided races for the U.S. Senate? How are things looking in those races? Well, we're looking at a big board here at CBS News, and we have this enormous screen here in our Times Square studio where we're trying to get a sense of things. There are three states circled in big yellow (laughs) electronic marker. There's Georgia, there's Nevada, there's Arizona. If Democrats hold Nevada and Arizona, if the projections go Democrats' way, as this week concludes, 
the Georgia runoff will be interesting. It will involve a lot of money and advertising, but it will not be pivotal for control of the U.S. Senate. If Republicans can take Nevada or Arizona, one of them, then Georgia becomes the Super Bowl of politics again, where the balance of power of the U.S. Senate and all the things that go with it, confirmation of federal judges, the Biden agenda, potentially abortion rights, so much goes into that race, which happens four weeks Scott, uh, talk a little bit about the influence of former President Trump. Some pundits are suggesting that his presence in swing states may not necessarily have uh, delivered what he wanted. Well, it's difficult to do instant analysis before all the results are in, but (laughs) there are many people doing that instant analysis. I find it compelling to listen to it. Uh, Former President Trump had his fingerprints all over so many of these races, even though his name wasn't on the ballot, hand-picked candidates who he drove through primaries for the Republican Party, and many of them fell flat. Saw that in Pennsylvania in a profound way. Saw that in Michigan in a profound way. But his candidate won the Ohio Senate race. Many of his primary-endorsed candidates are going to drive right through to another term in the U.S. House. So the die has been cast. It's not sure what face is going to be facing upward. Assuming that Republicans get control of the House, not having the wide margins that were expected, does this change perhaps how Republicans may be able to govern? Oh, yes. Um, A narrow margin for either party is a ballet. We saw Democrats try to dance that ballet over the past year with a margin of just five seats, incredibly narrow votes, very little room to maneuver. Republicans, if they have a similarly narrow margin, will find the same experience. They also, though, have a sub-caucus in the Republican conference, which has already showed defiance. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates of Florida, who's been incredibly critical of Republican House leadership. They have to, first of all, secure a majority, but then a governing majority. That's another level of complicated. CBS News, Capitol Hill correspondent Scott McFarlane. As election 2022 continues on WTOP this week, Speaking there, of course, with Mark and Deb. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Good Thursday morning. Welcome in November 10th at 1225. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. While Wall Street awaits final results from Tuesday's midterm election, attention turns today to inflation. The government this morning releases its report on October consumer prices. A too-hot report will dash investors' hopes of seeing the Fed slow the pace of its interest rate hikes. Stocks fell sharply yesterday, led by the Nasdaq's nearly 2.5% decline. No steak and not much sizzle at Beyond Meat these days. The faux meat company says demand for its plant-based meat alternative has tumbled, leaving quarterly revenue well below expectations. It cut its forecast for the current quarter as well. Electric truck maker Rivian is staying with its plan to build 25,000 vehicles this year, despite supply chain snags that have hampered operations. It says demand remains strong. Rivian is trying to scale up. And now to challenge to EV market leader Tesla. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Winter's coming, and the only thing going down is the temperature. Prices are going up. Inflation's going up. Your energy bills can reach a 10-year high. But there's a way to cut your energy costs, increase your home's value, and get amazing savings. Call Winter Nation today and get two free.